1: Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot
2: Hey, Nikki and Steve. Please keep me anonymous or make up a fun nickname. Also, sorry if this is too long. What's her nickname? Tootin' or, or she or he. Tootin' I actually don't know the gender because there's no name. Um, hmm?
3: Tootin' Common.
2: 210 common? What does that mean? What does that mean? Well... 210 common? common. Tutankhamen. common. Tutankhamen. 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 I don't get it.
3: Like the, the Egyptian king, the pharaoh, King Tut. Okay. There it is.
2: All right. Uh, sorry we gave you a nickname. I apologize deeply now. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to Shit That Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Mo Hello,
3: everybody. What's up? It's Crypto King here.
2: That, okay. Um,. We have taken more of your questions, your lovely, lovely questions uh, to answer today on our lovely, lovely show. Again, we are not experts at anything. This is for entertainment purposes only. If you take our advice, that's on you on you bro that's your, so that's, that's, your that's our disclaimer there if you have a question that you would like us to answer on any subject that we are not experts on again uh <coughs> podcast at nikki.limo is where you're going to want to send those podcast at n-i-k-k-i dot l-i-m-o like a also, limo if zine. you'd like
3: to support our show check us on, on patreon
2: maybe on patreon, patreon. patreon.com sticky s-t-i-k-k-i you'll get many many perks uh, including Steve's uh crypto corner stream every week every baby. week for hours at a time we got a monthly live stream we got early episodes all kinds of stuff uh, also we do a free world poker tournament that we've been doing every that's been month fun. Cash, also we got fantasy football leagues
3: now that's been you that's know, been we, just we just keep
2: adding just keep getting it fucking sick <laughs> for you to win on our podcast um on our Patreon. excuse me anyway let's jump into these questions shall we yep okay this first one it comes with a trigger warning in the title. So, trigger warning. I want to end my life after heartbreak. Oh my gosh. Oh, uh, okay. So, hi, Nikki and Steve. <clears throat> I understand this email is a little dark, so I'd understand if you decide to skip, but would appreciate anything you would have to say. Okay. I was broken up with my... I was broken up with by my boyfriend of 10 years about five months ago. I could tell he fell out of love with me for a while, but I was in denial and held on until he couldn't any until he couldn't anymore. It absolutely devastated me as he was my first for everything. And I believe I a trauma bond. I, I'm not I don't know. Too, I believe I a trauma bond. Not sure how familiar you are with that. Maybe she might like have a trauma bond. She has a
3: trauma bond. Okay.
2: We've maintained contact since, and I'm aware that's not healthy. So I plan on going no contact here soon, but I still struggle hard every day. The most recent painful thing that's happened is that he told me he was going on a weekend trip with his lesbian female friend and that they're not going to do anything inappropriate, but she's moving away and they wanted to spend one last time together. They have plans to hike, spend the night, and then spend the next day doing who knows what. Hearing this broke me all over again for various reasons as I have a de- as I have deep trust issues slash insecurities and I don't want to be naive. She may not have an attraction to him, but I don't doubt he does for her. That's not the most hurtful part, though. It's the fact that for years I begged him to do that kind of stuff with me and it never happened. I mm-hmm. knew that was, yeah, that's yeah. very painful. The few times we did go hiking, we never made a weekend out of it. We drove there, hiked, back and then went back home. And then someone else comes along and he goes out of his way to spend time with her, and she didn't even have to ask. It's like he's more sad about her moving a whole 2 hours away than he is about not having me in his life ever again. It's clear he cares more for her than he did for me. I'm in therapy, but the overthinking of him falling for someone else, sleeping with someone else, having a life with someone else kills me. Don't get me wrong, I've had thoughts of suicide my whole life, but this is pushing me over the edge. I just never caught a break. My whole life. The reason I'm here is due to the few people I know that would be hurt if I went through with it. But I'm at the point of wishing I was dead every day. My birthday is in two weeks from writing this. I'll be twenty four Aries. Woo oh yeah this is a kind of this was a couple months ago. I'm uh behind sorry. Um but I wish it was my last. The pain and frustration of life is too much. Damn. I'm sorry this I'm uh, for this being so long and sad. I don't want to give up but then again I do. How can I detach myself from the person I fell for to To who he is now how do i cope with knowing in his eyes i wasn't worth it this podcast is something i look forward to every week keeps me going thank you both for existing i'm so grateful sincerely sad girl oh sad, sad girl. girl
3: listen dude this wow. is a toughie for sure
2: it definitely breaks my heart
3: it's so it's so easy to say this kind of shit but it really is true yeah. like you're going through the thick of it you can't see out of the storm But you really will get out of it.
2: Yeah. It just takes time. I relate so hard to you at this exact age. At 24 (coughs) was when I I I was going through through. My most
3: brutal breakup ever. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it was the same thing where like all the things I wanted him to do with me, he was just doing with other people. And it was like, why did we, why was it so hard for me to like, like I had to fight and cry and like do all this stuff and he still wouldn't do it. And then like these other people just get get to do yeah. that and, and it, it was really hurtful for sure but that's how you know that it wasn't the right person exactly right? Though. and i i do believe now and like hindsight is 2020 obviously and it's super easy to say this now like 12 years later but um i i think i was getting thrown those experiences that threw me to like the depth of my emotion like you feel right now because i felt so similar to that um because you need them to compare when you have the opposite. You know, when you really do find that person, that, that, that true soul connection, like it's so obvious. Like it just like jumps out at you because of what you thought was love, and what you thought like you had to do to to get that love and how hard it was and how painful when it got when you were rejected by it and all of this stuff and you were just clinging for so long and then in comparison how easy it is when it's like the person
3: also like why don't you deserve like to go on a hike with somebody who wants to like hang there who wants to be like, there why don't you deserve like all like um what you wanted out of your old relationship you had complaints it's not like you're telling us how perfect it was yeah so that's like it's kind of hard to see though because you're in the middle of the heartache and you're think you're dreading it's just a lot of dread and you're having like a hard time
2: letting go yeah but you do need to and you even said that you're very self-aware that you want to go no contact soon like you have to go no contact soon you absolutely have to do that it it does hurt you're gonna think about them a lot um Dude,
3: this sucks
2: it, you can't even imagine yourself with someone else blah 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 yeah. but the more you go without the like it's like um it's like the tide washing away a footprint you know it just gets less and less and less and less until you barely remember what it was like to be with that person and you have to give yourself that time and during that time. You just gotta become your own fan. Like you gotta become yes. like a hype man for yourself. You gotta like figure out all the reasons why you fucking rule and why it was their loss. And and like until you really believe that, where you're really like, I fucking <coughs> rule. Like I'm so I'm having so much fun with me. Yep. <laughs> like like I don't like they missed out. Like they're missing out on all this fucking awesome time that I am. Um, because right now what you are is you you're letting all your energy go to them. Where like, it's like, you don't even remember who you are without them. Like you're, and it, it gives off this energy of like, you're giving your power away.
3: Yes, exactly. You have to love yourself. I know that's all corny shit, but you really do have to love yourself so that, you know, you have uh, an emotional core that you can always, you know, have like a steady understanding of self so that you're not worried about what your partner does or what they don't do and how much that's going to ruin your whole day.
2: Yeah. And I know it's really hard to, like, like, what do I have to hype myself up about, like, when you're feeling that way? Um, and this is the part that takes a little bit of work. But if you can, like, really take stock of what you're, what you're grateful for in life. I know it sounds, like, cliche, but, like, what you're grateful for. And, like, things that if you were your friend, let's say you're your best friend and you're introducing yourself to somebody, like, what would... Your best friends say about you? Like, right. what would, like, oh, how would they describe you to someone new? You know, and that's when you can really, like, figure out your good qualities where you're like, yeah, I am really funny or like, I, yeah, I am like really kind. People and do love me. Why compassionate. do they love me? So yeah, much? why do they love me? Exactly. I mean, you said like those few people that would be really hurt if you went through with ending your life, like, what would they say about you? Like, I'm sure they. there's many things that they love about you and find those within yourself to love about yourself and then and then comp- like just keep expanding on that like every day be like yeah i am really really nice to animals like i'm super compassionate like whatever the things are nothing's too silly also um just finding a hobby that like you're like that you can get into like where well, yeah. you could like spend like some hours Change in there your a and bit. it doesn't have to matter like don't think of the end game don't think of, like where is this hobby going just like something that you have fun just doing and like being with. Yep. Yeah. you And, you know, play around. Like maybe start with journaling or maybe start with, you know, something you saw on YouTube that looked cool, like making clay pots or some shit. I don't know. Like, but just get really into it where you're like this. You're in the moment. I think that a lot of healing comes from when you can immerse yourself in the present moment and when you're creating something. 100% so yeah i feel you man like i'm sorry you're going through that um If not
3: for our breakups though we really wouldn't ever have gotten better
2: absolutely like
3: i'm so glad i went through every one my worst one was the same thing as you early 20s mm-hmm. this is before i was on youtube or anything like that but it was just one of those things where you just had your whole life was so intertwined with theirs mm-hmm. and like you're thinking about their family and all that kind of stuff and you're like I don't, I guess I don't know those people anymore. It's like the weirdest adjustment.
2: Yeah. Or even like that feeling of why not me? Like, why didn't they choose me? Like I chose them. Why didn't they choose me back? Like they said that they chose me, but they didn't like really in their heart. Like they didn't, they didn't want to go on a hike with me. They didn't want to plan a whole vacation with me.
3: I remember being jealous of my ex's brother because my ex had to love her brother that's how jealous I wow. was that's how much I thought I loved this chick yeah because I was like well she has to love him like man that'd be cool you know what I mean like yeah. it's such a sad
2: thing yeah and I do you think like I don't know I haven't really completely examined this but maybe it's a control issue like where it's mm. like you almost you love them so much you want to control that they like it just drives you crazy that they don't love you the same way yeah, back for sure. and like the more that you're just hyper fixated on this like needing them to love you back the same way you're like missing the bigger picture that that person's not for you not for you like that the love should come as easily as you give it should come back to you exactly with the right person and it was always a
3: goddamn struggle with this chick and it was always a struggle i mean dude it was always a struggle no matter what because it's like you know there's just I, there's just what I think a lot of our married friends think happens where it's like a certain amount of time goes by you stop giving a shit about that person really yeah. and like that's normal and you guys have a marriage and you guys are gonna start doing shit and raising kids and stuff it's like yikes that's yeah. fucking yikes mundo.
2: I couldn't imagine not being I, best friends with my the person I had to be forever and with and wanting
3: to hang with you the most of yeah. anybody and all that shit dude but there's oh god it's just, it's just so dark out there when you look at that kind of shit because it's like because but people do think that that's normal and I started to think that that was normal too I was like man like a, well after a certain point yeah this is the this is like the romantic period but after a certain point
2: yeah I started to think that was normal too i just thought that was normal i mean a lot of people do and that's why they go oh movie love doesn't exist blah 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 because like we've just been shown time and time again unhealthy relationships and you know what really helped too during this period of time the more you get to love yourself you start sending setting boundaries and breaking patterns where you're like you know what i love this so much like this period of time of just being with me that like i'm not gonna go through another relationship where i'm the only one giving like I'm going to give freely like they'll get a clean slate but if they aren't reciprocating I'm just not going to fight about it anymore yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. I I'm just going to cut it off and nip it in the bud like we we can talk about it. I'll tell them like hey I feel like I'm detaching from you because I don't feel like it's being reciprocated and you have that give them an the opportunity, but you don't you don't have to put yourself through the same thing. Now that you've been through it, you know what it's like, you can decide and choose from here. I'm not gonna have an experience like that again. Exactly. Yeah. So I I wish you the best. You're so young and I know it feels like I remember at that point feeling like, well, I've been depressed before. And so like, yeah, obviously this is a cycle that keeps happening and I just got to end it, you know. Um, But it really is like each iteration of this cycle, like you'll have ups and downs, obviously in life, but you get stronger every time. Like you get very strong to where like the next time it happens, you're like, oh, yeah, this hurts. Yeah. okay, but um, I know I can get through it. Exactly. Like I'm I know I can go through it and also, also I we didn't say this, but definitely go see a therapist.
3: She said that she was going. That's the only oh, reason I didn't was. bring okay. it up. Okay, yeah. okay. But this these are formative things, man. These yeah. make you stronger, believe it or not. And we're rooting for you.
2: Mm-hmm. Thanks, sad girl. I hope you're feeling better by now. This was back in April, so um yeah, I hope you're feeling much better. I in my head you've moved completely on. You're freaking rocking it, making clay pots everywhere. Yes. Um, okay. Next question is from. Geez, there's a lot of like ad offers. Jeez. Okay. This one is titled "Possible Best Friend Breakup Over Politics." Sad face. Oh shit. Okay. Well, we don't really like to talk about politics or religion on this show, but last time we did talk about religion a little bit. We so did. let's hear what you have to say. Um. hey Nikki and Steve please keep me anonymous or make up a fun nickname also sorry if this is too long what's her nickname Tutankhamen. Or, or she or he Tutankhamen. I actually don't know the gender because there's no name um, hmm?
3: 210 common
2: 210 common what does that mean what does that mean well 210 common tootin common 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 I don't get it
3: like the, the Egyptian king the pharaoh King Tut okay there it is
2: all right uh, sorry we gave you a nickname. I apologize deeply now. First off, I wanted to say, I love this podcast and your vlogs. Nikki, I love how you think and how your brain works. It's so relatable to me and you're incredibly intelligent. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. That's so sweet. Your work, work your work ethic is admirable. I also have a cat named Joe and he's a little scaredy butt as well. Steve, you are so funny and I love your input on pretty much anything.
3: Oh, that's so, you're very sweet.
2: It's so sweet. Okay, so one of my best friends and I recently disagreed with some political views. We both... Don't even keep up with most political topics. Even better. As you know, after Roe v. Wade got overturned, it affected a lot of people on both sides. We agree on majority of things, but she's more extreme than I. After barely talking about our differences over a couple text messages, she left me on red but proceeded to post her opinions on Twitter. I didn't think much of it at first because we've had differences in opinions before, The next day, she started subtweeting me and quoting some of my opinions. (laughs) This really hurt me because I'm not some stranger. We've built almost a decade worth of friendship and great memories. Why are you subtweeting me when you can just talk to me directly about it? What's
3: subtweeting, real quick?
2: Subtweeting is when you say something about someone, but you don't name them. I see. So, like, when it's like...
3: You're talking Got, about them, but you're not talking
1: about yeah, them. It's yeah, it's like,
2: oh, some people need to wear a woo hat all the time or a Kujira hat. And isn't that fucking annoying? And That's so I'm de- I'm definitely talking about you, but yeah. I don't say who it is. Right. Okay, so she ended up going on a trip with her grandma a few days. Um, so I left her alone thinking maybe she needed to cool down or needed some space. Still no word from her after she came back. I don't even know how to feel. I want to text her saying... Are we even friends anymore? But not sure if I should just give her time. Also, I'm a Leo sun, Taurus moon. She's a Cancer sun, Scorpio moon. Oh, well, very emotional. Just putting that out there probably means nothing to steve lol yeah, <laughs> facts. our lives are really different but i uh, believe even with differences in lifestyle we can still be close friends because those things aren't the foundation of our friendship i recently got engaged planning my wedding and she has never had a boyfriend and jokes about being a spinster when i know that's not what she truly wants she complains about wanting a boyfriend like every week she's been wanting to lose weight for a few years but doesn't put in the work we started our weight loss journey together i lost 40 pounds and she hasn't made any progress Congrats. in a year Um, She complains about a lot of things she's unhappy with, but never takes any action to change her situations. She can be stubborn, but I know she has a great heart. We can never shut up when we're together and we have the same type of humor. I truly have so much care and love for her. I always recommend her to invest in therapy. I went for about eight months around 2019 and it completely changed my perspective in life. But she spends her money on tattoos and, to me, meaningless temporary joys, but says therapy is too expensive. I don't know. Sorry for venting. I just don't know what to do. Am I valuing this friendship more than her? Does her actions now speak louder than our history maybe our lives are too different now should i reach out any advice is greatly appreciated thank you and love you both um thank you in advance oh we're both turning 27 and turning we're both 27 turning 28 this year thanks again
3: sounds like you're down to be friends and um you don't know where she's at
2: yeah i mean the 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 hard part is and i think that you learn this as you get older especially you're you know getting into your later twenties is that I think, I believe, and so does Steve believes that um being able to have an open mind and differ in opinions and perspectives with people doesn't mean that you can't be friends. You know, like as long as you're having respectful discourse with each other and you respect each other Regardless of exactly, yeah, you know, of, of opinions, and you validate each other. Obviously, there's if no someone...
3: litmus test for yeah. friendship. It's like you don't have to believe a certain thing for me to be your friend.
2: Exactly, um, unless it's like, oh, I think we should like rape and murder people on the regular or something like that. On like the reg, we, on the reg, you know, He's
3: like, it's a spicy take.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, most most topics, most ty- topics, especially political and religious, um, they get heated, but especially when you have a different opinion mm-hmm. but you should be able to like there are valid there are valid points on each side otherwise it wouldn't be so polarizing yes of right course. and but, so but also
3: your friend is not the mayor no and they're not the governor and so sometimes we do this shit to each other we're like we're like yelling at them like they're the like they're responsible the, tip for of the spear responsible for all this for shit all happening and it's like dude they don't have control over anything neither do you so that's why I don't do that to people.
2: But what's what's happening right now is there and I've seen like a lot of talk of people who are like well, I shouldn't have to listen to anyone. Exactly. And they'll they'll brand it as like like anyone with a different opinion, they'll brand it as something like um like not i don't i want to say hate speech but that's not like like something like that like like, you know i shouldn't even have to give them a platform or whatever right and it's like you're talking Mm -hmm. about your friend or like your family or people Mm -hmm. that you have loved and respected in the past but because they have like a different opinion you're just not even going to listen to why they have that opinion i'd at least like to know why like even if an opinion startled me where i was like holy shit, that's extreme and like completely different than what i believe I still want to know why, because then if you don't know why someone thinks the way they do, you'll never change their mind. Yeah. So I don't have any chance at changing their mind if I don't know really why yeah. and what the what the politics tends to do is like only listen to the people on our side because we're telling you what they think but
3: yeah exactly but you're not
2: allowed to actually talk to them about what they think that's all straw like We're yeah we're going to tell you what they think and then you're going to get angry about it because it's obviously ridiculous what they yeah. think and then you don't have to talk to them about it's it like, you just know that's ridiculous it's
3: like they're a bunch of tree huggers or or they think they should get to own nukes and it's like okay guys yeah, or whatever. Nobody's gonna meet in the middle like, on any of this There's shit. just a bunch
2: You're... of like broad generalizations, and this is why that, that side's bad. Yeah. So I say that because there, I uh, it makes me sad that whenever I see someone that's like, I cut this person out of my life because blah blah blah, and like it's, it doesn't seem like they even got gave the other person a chance to, to talk or or whatever. Well, and then um, they'll
3: they'll over explain some ridiculous thing about w- what they think their friend believes yeah. instead of just like letting their friend talk for themselves. And
2: also like broadcasting it publicly like that. Yeah, like to get, and it, That part is to get confirmation bias. Yes. That like, you're doing the right thing. Oh my God, I can't even believe you had to put up with that. They like want this like, like online sympathy. It's so weird, it's a I hit. don't like it. It is yeah. a do- probably a dopamine hit thing. People are really addicted to this like external validation that they get online from people agreeing with them and like it's like this little like buzz it's mm-hmm. like they, they just like and then they they get offline and the, and they're alone like yeah, they're dude. alone in their room they spend hours like in this little portal in their phone but it's sad to me i think you have a really great head on your shoulders i'm sorry that some like you're gonna have friends just know from this point out that they're gonna be people that are your friends that just When you disagree, they all of a sudden think they can't talk to you.
3: Mm -hmm. And it's the people who I mean, you know, in a similar vein, um, I was raised where if you have an argument you can't just go upstairs and just slam the door. Yeah. Like, you have to try to figure out what's going on. But then some people weren't raised that way, so they just don't have the tools, I think, to handle conflict resolution. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if they know what to do. So I don't even necessarily blame the person. Sometimes it's just like a misfit. Like It's not going to fit because... They deal with conflict in a different way than you do. Yeah. I'm not saying that my way is necessarily right. Because if you're that type of person, like I have a buddy who's like, I have to walk away because I get so fucking heated that I'll ruin everything if Uh. I stay in the room. So I get it. But it's like, you know, you have to take a
2: breath and take the
3: temperature of the room. Yeah. Take a breath. But like, you know, it just depends on who your friend is and how compatible you guys are as friends, too. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a big part of it as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And like, do you want, are you able to maintain a friendship with someone who's not willing to even talk to you after that's kind of like a, almost like a blessing in disguise that she's showing you that. And exactly. maybe there's just some growth and maturity that needs to happen. Within... If she's
3: so fragile that she can't hang or talk to you because yeah. of a political disagreement. Yeah. It's not really the going to be, I mean. You know it's it's sort of a red flag maybe yeah for a friendship and ma-
2: or maybe you know like sometimes when you start being friends you guys are both on this level and then one like grows and matures and the other one kind of stays at the same level and you don't really realize how much you've drifted apart yes until like something like this happens where you're like wait you're not even going to talk to me about that that's yeah. crazy um Dude, and that's why, just, I
3: love busting my family's balls because they'll start yelling about politics or some shit at uh, families so shit. It so startling
2: to because my family never talks about politics. Oh, dude.
3: My and family I go to be, your
2: family and I'm like, <sighs> I don't even know who half these so people funny. are. Like, but they'll,
3: they'll be yelling about some shit, right? And, and then they'll say something in the room and we're all just at my fucking grandma's house right and they'll say something in the room and it's like like they all think we're all on TV right now and like it fucking matters or does anything yeah like it's just so funny like nobody's the governor like everyone can just chill out a little bit mm-hmm. like when we leave here these four walls are the only things that had to suffer that all that stupid shit that was just talked about literally the needle has not moved one bit yeah so just chill out hug your family love your neighbor
2: yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what can you do? Exactly. I mean, nothing's real. John the Lennon world said. The hollow. But all, I mean, we're what I like to do when I'm going through an issue like this, is I like to zoom out and think about how little time we have on Earth. Like we, you're already like 27. Okay, let's say you live to like 85, or let's say you lived to 87, just to make it easy on math. Like you got 60 more years left. Like, it, like it's gonna go by so fast. You're already a third, you know, fourth of the way done with that. It's crazy. Like, just chill a third away done with it. Um,
3: chill out
2: yeah you need to chill listen after.
3: the more that you guys sit there and watch your angry boxes
2: well yeah, i don't think she needs to chill <laughs> no no, no, like, no i but, know but yeah.
3: but people there's there's yeah. people who just get stuck in these things right where they're so obsessed with watching cable news or whatever and they're just watching their anger box every by night. Design. By design by design i think and and you know just getting so mad at these issues that yeah. i they can't do shit about and it's like, okay, cool, keep on voting for people who literally won't do anything about it either, dude. I promise it's you. It's just better. Cause no matter it, who you vote for, they are not doing shit for you. Don't dude.
2: hang, dude, you're just better off without, and it's sad, and maybe it's just a break, a temporary break, but yeah, you don't need that kind of energy in your life, I think. Amen. So, I'm sorry, that sucks. Um, I hope that she either grows or, you know, you grow up without her.
3: The only things I've ever gotten in life, like the... the help me progress for things that i had to do myself or build myself with people that i know and love or whatever mm-hmm. right but never waiting for some politician to deliver for me anything ever yeah or like yelling my mantra yelling
2: about <laughs> it doesn't do like i've been angry at things sure. like you know this roe v wade thing Uh yeah. but like not where i'm like yelling at going online trying to find everyone that disagrees with me to yell at them or like people who in my family thinks this way and i'm gonna go find them and yell it's at them so, or whatever it's, it's so wild. like why waste your energy on that it's not they don't get to do anything about it maybe nope. they have some warp views on you know maybe they have differences of opinion but they can't it's like it's not up to it's out of our control yep. and it sucks um so let's just put our energy towards something more useful um, that's how I feel about politics in general. It just is a bunch of energy suck, energy drain on everybody. Yep. Um, and it's
3: by design. It's there to try to warp your brain about keep somebody an, else. To you negative. Not to have not to have clarity about what other people think, but to instead tilt you in a certain way so that it suits devi- their needs. Divisive. Yes.
2: For elections, yes, to get votes at elections. I mean,
3: people who are obsessed with politics, like there's a guy named Chris Matthews who used to be on MSNBC all the time, and he would talk about how every time they, he mentioned the word politics, it was about the politics of this uh, issue. It's about how they can, how they can stuff it through the the TV to bend people's like wills in one way or another. That's just that's what the game is of politics, people. Mm-hmm. People know that they even Bob Woodward wrote a whole book about it called The Price of Politics. I read that book. It's so fascinating how they play these games with each other, mm-hmm. and like behind closed doors, they all like agree on certain things. But then they go politically deal with it. You know, it's yeah. just it's just it's, it's theater, fascinating. It's
2: all art of war. Yeah, the it is. is a, well, once one entity owns both sides, then that's how the world r- runs. They just, mm-hmm. one entity owns both sides. If you look up the Rothschilds, it's pretty fucking fr- crazy. Like, they used oh, to hold shit. all these spicy, wars. Spicy, spicy. <laughs> where they, like, they fund both sides of the wars. And it's just to keep the commoners fighting so you don't even look up. You don't look up and don't see who's up. running the whole show. Don't look up. So, like, they, yeah, they just, hey, we own you and you, and you're going to fight about this, and here's the talking points, and go. And then we'll pay you to stay. Up. We'll, we'll give you a, lo- a life of luxury, welcome, but you guys got to pi- fight in public. Welcome
3: to Crony Capitalism Corporatist so. America. I love it. I need it, and it's I want a it. a little.
2: That's why we don't talk about politics on here. So, yep. There's that. Uh, anyway, we're gonna go to a break. Buy whatever we tell you. We tell you to buy, and uh, download whatever we tell you to download. Especially Best Fiends. Let I me. Mean, I I'm saying.
3: Um, love Best so. Fiends.
0: Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster.
1: No, it's to
0: be more iconic. Must be a tech thing.
3: Mark W in Springfield, Connecticut.
2: Back to our podcast. Jenny Blige. Back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven.
3: Cute. Thank you for supporting <laughs> the
2: show. All right, we're back and we have more of your questions. Again, if you have a question you would like to submit to the show, we are not experts, disclaimer, but podcast at Nikki.limo. That's podcast at N I K K I Okay. This next one is titled Reconnecting with Friends. Mm-hmm. a lot of friendship ones yeah. okay hey Nikki and Steve I love listening to your podcast going to work and going home from work since 2020 I've been distancing myself from my friends from high school and college due to my anxiety being really high when I interact with people I want to reconnect back with friends since I have a better handle on my anxiety but just uh, just being around people but every time I want to message them online my anxiety gets back to me since I don't know how to start the conversation since we haven't talked since 2020 I haven't I have seen them online in the video games that we play and I want to ask them to play together but because we haven't talked talked in a while how do i go back to talking to them uh weekly to not talking to them at all from the past few for the past few weeks how do you
3: go back to getting how, how do, do you get, get back to back weekly to... after not talking to them for a minute yeah okay
2: would it be weird to reach out to them because we haven't talked in a while more context we are all 24 year old years old if that helps <laughs> thank you Iceman <laughs> and nikki for the advice um just reach out yeah yeah just <laughs>
3: I know it's D- easy,
2: but it sound, you're making it a bigger deal on your head. <coughs> yeah. And so it, se- it seems really big to you, but to them, it's not, it's not that big of a deal. Like if you reached out out of the blue, they're like, they're not like, whoa, this is weird. We haven't yeah. talked in so long. He's just randomly going to act like we're friends still. Like they're like, no one's like that. Shit I'm,
3: happens. Routines change. Now just you just have to cycle yourself back in.
2: if you got a text from a friend that you used to talk to all the time and they were like, Hey, I miss you. What's up? Um, you wouldn't be like, what? Yeah, you wouldn't be like, what a weirdo. You'd be like, oh, cool, I missed that. we haven't
3: talked in like a certain period of time. This is very odd. Yeah. Yeah, nobody thinks like Yeah, no like one that. like
2: hyper analyzes that. So like that. let your worries go away. And then if it makes you feel better. Well, sometimes like when I have anxiety, I'm just imagining the worst case scenario. I'm like, yes. worst case scenario, they're like, what a weirdo. And I'm like, that's weird. Like they're yeah, weird for doing weird. that. So like it's not Therefore, on you. weird. Yeah, you're not the weird one. Anyway, uh, go have fun with your friends, man. For real. <laughs> All right, next question. Creepy night shift story is the name of this topic. I don't read any of these beforehand, so it gets me going when I read the topic title. Um, Dearest Crypto King and Icebreaker. Hello. Hello. Breaker Breaker 123. As of the time I am typing this email, I am getting off work 4 a.m. for the listeners. It is yet again... That binge listening janitor That has a podcast playing the entire nine hours up, He buddy? is cleaning someone's office Slash restroom It's a boring shift when there isn't a new big mood episode Keeping me company or should they don't tell you, I would assume he only put in a big moon. Well, okay. that won't last for I long. S- hey. <coughs> I seriously can't get enough of it, but it is something that I always look forward to. Keep it up. I'm cheering you all from the inside of a quiet building all by myself, or am I really alone? Working at night has its perks. No one on the road, no people to bother you, and I get to avoid the blistering sun. You're like a vampire, man. Yeah. The minor downsides are not many stores are open, nobody is awake, my girlfriend will set alarms to wake up and call me to make sure I'm not dead, lol, and just overall pretty lonely. I'm okay with most of these things, but recently my employers changed my route, meaning I get a set of new places to clean, one of which is a nursing school. I absolutely hate it here Mm. with a capital H. Working in this location made me discover a new fear I have, and that is and that is the fear of dolls. (laughs) This location is full of mannequins in beds for simulations in this field. Oh my god, that is creepy. Uh, I feel like while I mop the room with this row of dolls in beds, they just turn and look at me. So I keep my head down and I try not to look at them, turns up podcast audio. My most recent shift scared me the most, surpassing the initial fear I had beyond anything i felt. Picture this. You're standing in a long, dim hallway vacuuming. The time is almost 3.30 a.m. The power goes out for just a second and then it comes back on. Moments later, you hear something moving around in a bed behind a locked door. I'm not saying... Flipping over the pillow Type of moving I'm saying A wild animal Is stuck in a cage And trying to break out Keep in mind I am alone For all nine hours This is the same room That gave me bad bad, bad vibes Since day one So I always lock the door The second I leave it I refuse to check What it was I lock all the rooms Clocked out early Arm the building And bolted home As I'm locking the doors I'm texting my girlfriend What is happening And she's freaking out Just as much I stop replying Because I'm trying to Leave this place ASAP And she calls in An explosion of worry She stays with me On the phone Just in case something else happens this encounter is one of the many types of stories us nighttime workers come across i have a video of a drawer opening on its own what oh my god audio of restroom stalls slamming and just mind-bending stories people might find me crazy for telling unfortunately i have to go back again tonight and the next day and the next day until i decide i've had enough of this place do you think i'll go over my fear of dolls what are ways to just conquer my fears like these mentally straining moments i don't know man that freaks me the fuck out i couldn't do it i would have to quit but I'm, ne- I'm like i quit immediately immediately no immediately no
3: dude i just saw a fucking ghost 100
2: i know you told me about that yeah
3: that was fucking weird
2: do you want to talk about it
3: yeah i talked about it a little bit on JK. but you already. weren't scared no i wasn't scared but it was fucking weird
2: if that happened i'd be scared shitless
3: yeah that's weird dude because that's a a, that sounds on, that like a shit?
2: mean entity
3: yeah, man. So like the yeah. thing
2: you saw wasn't mean. <clears throat>
3: no. So me and Nikki, we were recently staying <coughs> bless you, at a Thank hotel you. in LA at the bicycle hotel. A haunted hotel. Yeah, exactly. Just a fucking so- gambling hotel, right? And uh and uh we were both, you know, asleep and shit. And then I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm facing um the alarm clock for and I'm like awake for like, I don't know, two minutes. And then I turn over um, just to, like, you know, adjust or whatever. I turn, turn myself over, and then I just see this fucking dude standing over me and Nikki's bed. He's just, like... It's just, like, you know, it's a completely dark room.
2: But do you see, like, a face and a I don't see a
3: face. I just okay. see complete shadow, like, of a man standing mm-hmm. there, right? And he's, like, gaunt. He's, like, fucking, like, a skinny dude. Oh. He's just standing there. And there's um this white lamp behind... Um, where that guy's at, right? Yeah. That I can't see because he's standing in front of it. Oh. He's not translucent, or any bullshit. He's just like, it's just like it's you wake like up shadow. and there's just a fucking dude like a standing. Silhouette. Yeah. And I was so confused because I was like, whoa, there's just a fucking dude in here. But it, I wasn't even, I wasn't like, holy shit. Like, I want to fucking jump up right now and get a baseball bat. It was like one of those, it was just a weird thing. Like, like what the fuck? There's a dude in here. Like, what is going on? And then I started to sit up. And he like kind of stepped back, mm-hmm. like moved back closer to the lamp, in, further into the corner. Yeah. And then I was like confused, like looking around, and then he's just gone. And there's no artifact on my eyes from like, you know, seeing something or any of that. I was already yeah. awake for two minutes. And then, yeah, I'm looking at you, and you're just fucking passed out. I'm gone. And this. Dude's gone now. I can completely see the lamp. It was like now. the same
2: experience I had on the Queen Mary. It was so a couple, weird. I
3: never. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, tell yeah. Them it was about the Queen like. Mary.
2: Well, I, I think I've told it before, yeah. but. Um,
3: but we might as well scare the shit out of our janitor listener. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, these these were harmless type of like. If it was a ghost, it was pretty harmless because I always thought I've always said I never want to see a ghost. Like, if the ghosts are real, I don't want to see them. Um, I just don't think I could handle it. I'd be scared shitless. But this because it was so neutral, like I. It was a shadowy figure. I thought it was you yep. sitting up in bed and it because it was there was a window and it blocked like the, the window like there's like these little portals port windows, portholes you know, yeah. port and um, it blocked the light because there's like light coming through it and it blocked it. And so I thought you were sitting up in bed. And so I wake up and I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong, honey? What's wrong? And you're not answering. And then I look down and you're sleeping in bed. And I look back up and you're the, the thing is gone. And so, but it was like a full on, like, it looked like you were sitting up in bed looking at me. And And so
3: there's no translucent. You just, I just thought, yeah. And I wasn't
2: even freaked out. Like I thought I would be same. I, I was like, yeah, there was no, it was, there was no face or anything. It just like, as if you were blocking the light, like I couldn't, you're you know backlit. So I couldn't see, but like it, it was like, you were looking at me. And it happened twice. Um, In that room. In that room, yeah. So
3: you fall back asleep and then you wake up and it happened again, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, But that being said, Steve, this is a quote from this morning. Steve said, I am terrified of you. I saw a ghost two weeks ago and I wasn't even scared at all, but I am deathly frightened of you. I'm way
3: more scared of you. Think Think of of it.
2: I'm way more scared of you. So think of it this way. Mr. Janitor friend, it could be me walking in the hallways. That's true. And that would be way more scary. That would be way more scary. Because Steve Green has seen ghosts and Mm -hmm. says, I'm way more scary.
3: Nikki's way more scary.
2: I'm terrifying, actually. Nikki on a tear... That the goes terrifying. It thinks it's making all kinds of crazy sounds in there, like banging around. Like I could do a way better job. Yes, you can. I'd be way louder than that goes. I have been, I will be you in the right future. Now. I will always be I am I throw tantrums, yep. I mosh around the room. Yep. Steve talks about it. I kicked a cement pillar with my foot yep. in sandals, I think. Yeah, uh, pretty and much. you know what? Might I was well like
3: I think were kids. I was like, get,
2: you know, say something, Paul. Say something. And that pole was scared. It crumbled.
3: surprised you didn't break your fucking foot, on us. I
2: I think I might have sc- slightly fractured, fractured a toe, yeah, but I, so. I didn't want to talk about it. Because you should have seen the other guy.
3: The temper on this lady is hilarious. Because <laughs> she's just a tiny lady in a tiny little body. But her temper is hilarious. So come
2: over, spend a week with me, and then your job will be nothing. Piece of cake. True, Piece of you, cake. Yeah,
3: you won't be scared anymore.
2: No, but that shit freaks me out. I watch all kinds of ghost shows and like... um If there's, like, drawers opening on their own or, like, I'm alone and there's, like, doors slamming or... No. Immediately, no. I'm done.
3: I always thought, like, seeing a ghost would be, like, fucking, you know, translucent glow thing. Like, Hollywood shit.
2: I always thought it would be, like, a little creepy girl that was asked if I want to play with her.
3: I know. Instead, both times I've seen something, it was, like, you know, that time where I saw some figure in my mom's old room when I was a kid visiting from San Diego, mm-hmm. or visiting San Diego from Virginia, just like the orange glow of the alarm clock, I see this dark figure standing over my bed when I wake up in the middle of the night.
2: Maybe you should stop looking at alarm clocks.
3: I know, right? Well, why are they always in fucking bedrooms? Always. They bring the... They bring the spirits. Are there
2: alarm clocks <laughs> next to the dolls? <laughs> and the door's completely
3: closed, and there's just this fucking dude standing over my bed, and it didn't feel bad at all, same kind of shit. Yeah. But it had been so long since I saw something like this, it's not something I think about a lot, you know? Yeah. But then, yeah, seeing this guy, I was like, that was just like. But
2: what, when you have sleep paralysis, to... you have. Oh,
3: yeah, but that's different. because you're. It's a totally different shit, thing because yeah. I'm like awake and like yeah. in my body and present and shit.
2: When you saw that's neutral ghosts.
3: When I saw the neutral ghosts. Yeah. But the shadow men guys are like fucking floating and shit. Okay. And they're like talking to me. Oh,
2: shit. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah,
3: it's way different.
2: <laughs> I don't know how to get over fear of dolls. <clears throat> I've never liked dolls. I have only been given a doll like once in my life from my grandma, and I threw it in my parents' closet, and I refused to look at it, and I cried in the middle of the night. I hate dolls. Dolls are scary. Yeah, they, I mean, why are they they have no business looking like people. My parents, no business. My
3: parents got my sister an American Girl doll. Yeah, I remember during this very famous Christmas where she cried nonstop after because she wanted like. A um, Miss Potty Pants or some shit. Yeah. And my parents spent more money to get the American doll, and my story. sister fucking hated it.
2: Yeah. Miss Potty Pants. Miss
3: Potty Pants. Whatever. Some yes. cheap ass thing. And that's what my mom realized. Like, don't try to outsmart kids. Just get them exactly what they want.
2: Yeah. It's like when you go to a restaurant and you want spaghetti, and they order you some fancy pasta, and you're like, "This isn't fucking spaghetti. Yeah.
3: This is farfalle or whatever. Or like, I want
2: macaroni. Oh, they have macaroni and cheese, but it's not Kraft macaroni and cheese. It's like some like very expensive like. Che- like rich cheese and you're like I it's hate this honestly
3: that's one of the worst things that's one of the most disappointing things is having macaroni and cheese that isn't just craft macaroni yeah. and <laughs> it's always disappointing to kids me kids
2: just want what they want what they're yep. used to they don't know like what's more quality what's more expensive
3: the only other mac and cheese that I think can hang yeah. is maybe KFC's mac and cheese it's pretty fucking good I don't
2: remember it it's pretty damn I good I like when people make their own mac and cheeses now like as Not an adult like as an adult I prefer but as a kid, it's like, I only know one mac and cheese and that's the only one. Mm-hmm. And so if you serve me some other shit, like you're wrong.
3: Yeah. I remember I had some friends to get into the Velveeta shells and cheese. Yeah, It's respectable. I liked it. It's not the same. It's respectable.
2: Respectable. Yeah. Not the same though. Not the same. No, you need that bright neon orange yep. made of chemicals. You need to
3: glow.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I need my insides to feel sticky. Exactly. Anyway. Yeah. Throw the uh, that job in the garbage.
3: Nice. <laughs> hey, nice.
2: i was gonna say throw the dolls in the garbage but you know what no just gone i'm gone yeah that's no i'm out of there that's not fun do you think dolls were invented for to have for so that demons could have bodies to go in
3: yeah of course that's why they i mean
2: i feel creeped out by dolls
3: i 100% think that
2: Ugh, look at look at you with people eyes
3: yeah cold people eyes
2: Ugh. i don't i feel for you man hey 100% you know Email us if you're ever, you know, go, oh, can you take a video and email that?
3: Yeah, can I see your yeah. door video,
2: bud? Yeah, or like the, the wild animal sounds. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, that's sick. Okay. We have one more question. Okay. And this is titled, boyfriend has been meeting up with his ex behind my back. Oh, that's oh!
3: devastating. No,
2: this is worse than ghosts. Nick, uh, please keep anonymous. Okay, we will right. do. That was very highlighted in, in bold and uh, capitalized. Understood. Hey Nikki and Steve, been a listener for a while now, and I find myself agreeing with almost all the advice you both give. So I thought I could use some of that good advice right now. Let's Aww. go. It's awesome. It's not professional advice, but thank you. I'm glad you appreciate it. I'm a twenty 23- I'm a 23 year old male, and my boyfriend is 21. Let's call my boyfriend Alex. Okay. We met in college and became very good friends. He's really good looking, extremely intelligent, and funny as fuck.
3: Hey, congrats.
2: Nice. We both thought we were straight until a year later when Alex came out to me as gay and introduced me to his boyfriend at the time. Let's call him Kevin. I didn't come out to him because I didn't want to make things weird between the three of us. And I also had a feeling Kevin was jealous of me. They ended up breaking up later that year and Alex and I got together in summer of 2021. Turns out Kevin was jealous of me. So just Mm -hmm. what you thought. Mm -hmm. And my friendship with Alex caused some problems with their relationship. Anyway... He was
3: right. Anyways, he was right.
2: Yeah. Alex is my first (laughs) relationship ever. And at this point, I know I'm ready to be in a relationship. Thanks to all the dating advice you give. Let's Um,
0: go.
2: Early in the relationship, I noticed Alex has a photo album of Kevin on his phone, but I didn't make a big deal about it. Alex also admitted that back when he and Kevin were dating, Kevin texted him what he was doing with Alex. And Al- what he was doing, and Alex replied that he was at home. Kevin went to surprise him at his place, but he wasn't home. Turns out Alex was at Disneyland with his sugar daddy, and that also caused problems with the relationship. Get the fuck uh, out of you here! Think? All right, this is interesting as okay. <laughs> fuck. Al- yeah, this is. I love this juicy relationship when people submit this stuff because <clears throat> I'm like, ooh, I'm an old married woman yeah, and I ooh, don't get any drama ooh, in mine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, anyways, so he was at Disneyland with his sugar daddy. Alex said there wasn't anything going on with the sugar daddy and it was purely for money and he admits that it was a bad thing that he did that and it made him so f- sad to fuck up the relationship. I also didn't make a big deal out of it and thought it was great he was being honest and real with a story like that. He has been a great and loving boyfriend and I don't have anything to complain about until now. I have a habit of looking through his phone. I know it's bad, but I can't help it. You're bad. You know what? When you have a hunch, because I've never looked through Steve's phone, ever, But I looked through my ex-boyfriend's phone all the motherfucking time because I had this like hunch and I was always right. And that's the thing. It's like, yes, it's bad to look through someone's phone. You should respect their privacy. And if you're doing that or feel the need to do that, you probably shouldn't be with that person and you have trust issues. But at the same time, I think like at least having that evidence made me feel less crazy. And then I was able to feel better about us breaking up because I was confirmed right yeah whereas like he would lie to me if i just asked him straight out right anyway um I found out he has been texting his ex, and he even has the flexing arm emoji to next to his name. This made me a little jealous since I also work out, but I still didn't make a big deal about it. They were they were also mostly some short texts and some happy birthday texts. And later, I found out that they had also texted on Snapchat. Since Snapchat deletes texts, there wasn't much for me to see, but I saw Alex had saved a text from his ex saying "Thanks, Pa." Pa is short for Poppy, Pappy, Poppy. Why is he calling my boyfriend Pa? But whatever, I brush it off again. Wow, you're really patient. A few months later I found out that Alex still has a flirty picture of Kevin shirtless on his bed in a photo album. I didn't notice this in the first time I looked through it, but then I uh, but I still let it slide. Now, a year later into the relationship, I found out through his text messages that Alex has been hanging out with his ex, Kevin, recently. I only had a short time to look through his phone, but I learned they hung out four weeks ago and with both of our friend, both of their friends. Another time where Kevin sent Alex his location to meet up, and another time where Kevin asked to hang out, but Alex couldn't. This all occurred in the last two months. This really hurt my feelings and now caused trust issues. I don't think there's anything bad going on because in the text, Kevin said he all he wants to do is hang out, but still respects our current... Current relationship kevin even told my boyfriend to say hi to me for him but yeah, alex right. has never mentioned the fact that they still text and hang out together i'm done letting things slide and i want to tell alex about everything Good. i mentioned put
3: your foot down yeah what the hell
2: there shouldn't be any secrets going on between couples right i would be fine with him texting and hanging out because i don't want to be a toxic boyfriend cutting off connection with his ex however the fact that alex is keeping this a secret for me is what hurts that's absolutely right yeah I would talk to my boyfriend about it, but I also don't want to admit that I looked through his phone. It also bothers me since I'm not sure how, how long this is going, going on for. I know it's toxic for me to look through his phone, but at this point, I think the suspicions are justified. Should I just wait for the right moment to confront Alex about all this, or should I just admit that I looked through his phone and confront him about it now? Are we both just toxic for each other? <laughs> Also, love the podcast. Keep up the great work. Love both of you guys. Love you. We love you too. We
3: love you. This but sucks. you gotta stick up for yourself sometimes. Yeah. Okay, that's what you're not doing. But
2: how would you do it?
3: Not be a carpet.
2: No, I know, but like he's saying, he's gonna stick up for himself, okay. but he doesn't want to admit that he's been going I, through the phone.
3: You, you, you can't do shady shit and not admit it. Yeah. You have to fucking admit it. I
2: did when I confronted uh, my ex first, I said, hey, is there something you want to tell me? Like, is with your ex? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And he was like, no, 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 no. And then I was like, okay, this is really shitty, but I felt weird and I looked through your phone because I just felt like something was off and I know I shouldn't have looked at your phone. I'm really sorry about it. I'm really sorry that I found out that you're shady. But I also (laughs) found all these texts from your ex and blah, 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 blah. Um, And then, of course, you got to be prepared that they're going to throw it on you by going through, that you went through their phone. But...
3: But they did shady shit.
2: They did way shadier shit, and it yeah. was just a deflection. Yeah. So, Come on. you know, I don't know. Maybe they got to try, though. Or gotta you try. could wait for the next time something shady happens and try to catch it happening. Yeah, why don't
3: you try to catch them fucking? You know, how far, <laughs> how far are we going to take this thing? I don't know. I mean, give me a break already. If you know something, yes, you achieved it through illicit means, and you were a very naughty boy yeah. for that. However, if you did shady shit, you got to own the cause, right? Why, why am I coming to you? It's because I did this. But you are fucking shady.
2: Yeah. And, may, and what, maybe there was a reason that you went through it. Like, was there something that spawned the interaction? Like, so for me, it'd be like my boyfriend was, like, ignoring me. And I was <clears throat> like, hey, I really want to hang out tonight. And he was, like, making up all these excuses why he has to go out and, like, write like, because he needs to write, and he's a writer and he needs to write alone. And he was just going to go by himself somewhere. And then I'd be like, okay, I mean, I'm going to give people their space. Sometimes I like to be alone. Like yeah. we lived together. Like I, and I lived in a studio. And so it was like, maybe he needs some space. Sure. That's valid. But I just had this feeling that like, cause he came home at like five in the morning and it's like who's where are you even writing at five in the morning the bars close at two because we're in california not in las vegas and um and so it's like where were you between two and five like where was that and so yeah i don't i didn't want to seem like a crazy so i was basically being a crazy in secret by like waiting for him to go to bed he falls asleep i look through his phone and um, find all this shit Like Kim texting girls pictures of him dancing with girls like all kinds of shit And it's like wow he really like made me feel guilty because I was like really wanting to hang out He's like I need my space. I need my space yeah. and right. then he's like dancing Gotta with girls pages, all night babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> And they then they go back and hang out at their friend's place and like so they're weird. all like hanging out together whatever Really fucking bullshit shit, but then it's like how do I bring this up now? My heart is in my stomach and I feel like really betrayed. And how do I bring this up? I can't just say, like, why well, wait till you went to sleep and then I looked at your phone. But, like, yes, you can. I, I had to. Yeah, you have to. So I did. And then we always had this thing where we kept, we didn't have passwords on our phones so that we could, like, you know, have an open trust. And then he started putting passwords on his phone, which made me even more suspicious of, of shit. So then instead of being like, oh, you're safe because you have a password. No, buddy, I'm going to watch you put in the password. Obviously, yeah, when you yeah. think I'm not looking, I'm fucking looking and I'm going like, to see your password. And then I'm to go to sleep and I'm going to fucking get in your phone again and find out why, where you're hiding from me. This is called a toxic
3: person <laughs> gives you advice.
2: So what I'm saying is it didn't end well.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: But you should confront them and give them the opportunity. However, when you get these suspicions again, instead of slowly spiraling into a crazy person that that keeps can't not check your person's phone you recognize you have trust issues and it's just not gonna work
3: yeah exactly so
2: i would allow him some grace but also he's 20 he's 21 years old yeah what do you want he did some shady shit to his last boyfriend and uh and now like sometimes you just don't learn if you didn't have to learn so Um, Yo, I don't know. I don't know. He's maybe in a different phase of his life. and You're going maybe... through that
3: phone because your relationship has trust gaps.
2: Yeah, there are cracks.
3: And you know it and we know it.
2: And you feel betrayed. Like someone's hiding something from exactly. me. Exactly. Like if, if Steve was not telling me that he was going to hang out with his ex, now it's a secret. Why is it a secret? Exactly. If there's not shady shit going on, why is it a secret? Exactly. That's, that's because the Because it needs to be a secret because
3: I am being shady.
2: Exactly. Or... You just feel like you don't want me to overreact to something, which is still sh- sh- super shady. I, why am I in a relationship
3: with exactly, you? Exactly.
2: Then why, are you, a why are you with me if you think that I'm going to overreact to something and we can't have a decent conversation about it? Yep. So, yeah, I. Uh,
3: you don't get to enjoy the benefits oh, of, no. of a monogamous relationship um, like the way that I do. Yeah. And then not have to sacrifice certain things for that.
2: Yeah. Or like even just have a discussion.
3: Exactly. But that's that's what I mean. So like I can't just go hang out with my ex willy-nilly and then then just blame it on Nikki and say, yeah, because I was afraid you'd freak out. But I still want the benefits of my monogamous relationship. It's like there are responsibilities inside of it that help you to maintain that monogamous relationship that you have to take into account.
2: Yeah. And I'm sorry. Every relationship is just an agreed upon set of rules. Mm -hmm. And so if you both agree like, hey, we don't hold anything from each other. I mean, maybe that's a conversation to, ha- to have. Maybe definitely. you didn't set those rules in the beginning. So maybe set those rules. And what's, once it's an agreement and you both agree that in your relationship you do things that way, then if one person breaks it, now like you, have, it's very valid that exactly. you have trust issues. exactly. But um, you definitely have to talk to them. And uh, that's the only way that they're probably going to learn. Um,
3: but what do you want out of this? Because I'm not even clear necessarily. Like You obviously want to... Co- Confront the situation. Well, it but sounds then like they, they want to. But then they say at the same time, "I don't want him to not hang out with his ex anymore."
2: Well, no, I get what he's trying to say because, like, so in my ex relationship, I was like very chill girlfriend, like go hang out with whoever you want. But it's very out in the open, like, hey, I'm gonna have dinner with so and so, and like things that we have agreed in our relationship are not okay yeah um and that was just like a mutually we had long discussions and like it was like yeah you know what it does make me a lot feel a lot more comfortable like you were actually the one that said to me like i don't think it's cool to go have dinner with the an next yep. and i was like i always felt that way but i felt like i was being too controlling by like voicing my how i feel Call me controlling yeah but i and, think that's whack but it really is just like in some that's people's whack. relationships they're t- super cool about it and some people's are like hey you know what I agree. I'm not very comfortable with it. So like, and that's it, for me, like yeah. maybe
3: other people, Hey, you like it, go for it. Dude. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not
2: saying like, cause I, I remember I said this before and people are like, I can't believe that you would Steve like, won't hang out with people. Like um, you won't go to dinner with someone of the opposite gender. And it's like, yo, like do whatever you want in your relationship. Yeah, do it. We are <laughs> very clear about what makes us feel comfortable or not. Yeah. And if I did want to go to dinner with a friend of the opposite gender, there would be a discussion. And like, C would have to feel comfortable before I ever agreed to doing something like that. And
3: honestly, it would probably be something business related or whatever. And I wouldn't give a fuck. But it's not, but it's not. But
2: but there's a discussion because we've already had. It sounds
3: so rigid. No. But it's just these. It's a general
2: guideline. It's just these
3: innate things that we just do in our relationship. And
2: if it wasn't, if it didn't, like, if there was totally, like, there's nothing weird about going to have dinner, then why does it make me feel a little bit icky? to do it without asking you know like it makes me feel like i'm hiding something when i'm there's nothing to be hidden so what he's saying is like hey as long as there's nothing to be hidden i'm really cool with you hanging out with whoever you want but the fact that you chose to hide this makes me think that there's something shady so i think what he's saying out of this is like he's not the type that feels uncomfortable with this guy hanging out with people unless it's going to be this like secret.
3: Yeah. So if you're going to. So that's what. That's what I was yeah. getting at. Like what do you want out of this? So maybe it's like.
2: Open if communication. You're go- yeah, if you're
3: going to be doing this. I need to know about it. Yeah. That makes sense.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah. The more you have communication. <laughs> and. Be very clear. About what you both want. Yes. And what you agree Crystal. upon. The better your relationship will You'll be. You'll have more trust. Yep.
3: You'll appreciate your partner more. You'll notice that your partner will just naturally do the nice trusting thing instead of the opposite thing. And yeah. then be like, what? I didn't know that you cared about that. Which is such a bullshit thing that we all have done before. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and if they continue to break trust, then get out. Yeah. Get out of there. You don't exactly. need it. You don't need that in your life. There's better relationships to be had. But yeah, I feel for you. And um you can do this. You got you this. You could do this, and it'll only if it's meant to be, it'll only make your relationship stronger. Never
3: be scared of sticking up for yourself, yeah. ever.
2: Totally. If something feels off, you should definitely address it. Yep. Like, don't feel weird about seeming weird. Yep. Like, if your partner respects you, they'll listen, then they'll understand. Like, they'll try to understand your point of view. Exactly. You know. Exactly. All right, guys. Well, That's thank you time. for. Um, sending in all your questions again if you have a question you would like us to answer in our very non-expert opinions uh feel free to message us podcast at nikki.limo that's podcast at N I K K I L I M O. also check out our patreon patreon.com slash sticky s-t-i-k-k-i and buy whatever we told you to buy during the ad break you know tell our sponsors we sent you and like all that jazz helps
3: a lot thank you for supporting the show we love you bye see you next time
2: bye
1: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit angie.com that's a n g i . c o m.
0: When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons, or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time